Hey there, Greybeardians, and welcome back. This is another special episode of Cybersecurity Greybeard, the podcast that helps students, early professionals, and retrainees learn, grow, and advance in the cybersecurity profession. If you have any questions, comments, uh, episode recommendations, go ahead and send them to me at cybergraybeard at gmail.com. This episode is a recorded podcast that I did with my company, uh, organization that I work for, AlgoSec. They wanted to talk with me as a thought leader about application security and network engineers. And the individual that spoke with me was Ami Strait, who is off of our marketing team. And I hope you enjoy this and find it knowledgeable and helpful. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk soon. Hello to all of our listeners out there. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting an esteemed cybersecurity thought leader, Mr. Eric Jeffrey. Eric has over 30 years of experience with firms like IBM, Lockheed Martin, HP. He's also a presenter and a podcaster himself. Eric, it's a pleasure having you here today. And today, we'll be talking about network engineers, what they need to know about application security. How are you, Eric? Hey, Ami. I'm well. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me today. Great. Glad to have you on board. Let's start off the top with just a general question in terms of the describing the role of network engineers specializing in application security. What can you share on that? Yeah, that's a good question, Ami. It's a difficult topic because we are so bifurcated in uh, in siloed, I really should say, in information technology. We have people that do AppSec. And when we think of AppSec, a lot of times we're talking about dynamic and static application security testing, SAST or DAST. Sometimes folks think about vulnerability management using tools like Qualys and Nessus uh, and Nexpose by Rapid7. And then we have programmers, when they're writing, they need to know about cross-site scripting and their own components to make sure that the application itself is secure. What I want to talk about here is a network engineer and what the network engineer has to deal with on the application side. And straight up, the network engineer has to understand traffic going across the wire. Whether it's copper, whether it's fiber, it doesn't matter. There are applications that are moving and network engineers need to know what they are, how they communicate, what they communicate with, and how to secure that traffic. And it's a tall ask because network engineers are historically not programmers and they may not know it. It's a challenge. There's a a lot of issues with training, but from an application-centric perspective, the network engineer needs to know there's more than just SSH and FTP going over the wire. There's a lot of revenue generating applications, which is the heart blood of the organization. It's where the revenue comes from. And network engineers on the security side need to know that they have to protect that traffic while at the same time don't hinder it because there can be financial implications to the business. Great. Okay. So looking at the profile of a um, application security network engineer, what are some of the prerequisite skills and knowledge required that companies should look for before employing an AppSec engineer? It's difficult because there's so many. First and foremost, networking. And, and people talk to me all the time, like, hey, Eric, how do you get into cybersecurity? What's the number one skill that you need to have? And I really straight up say networks. Really need to understand the OSI model, the seven layers. And then you have to understand in detail, really, layers three and four, the network and the transport layer. But you need to know about what's going across the wire, as I said. And that's when you're talking about layer six and seven with session and application. And you know it's important to to be well aware. At the same time, it's good to have network people that understand at least scripting, know how to look at a script and understand how it's communicating, what it's kicking off, what it's doing, even from the basic level of a simple cron job that's going to kick off a scheduler. Once you get down some of the scripting, it may be beneficial to get into some actual programming, knowing Perl, uh, PHP, Java, uh, some of those 
programs. And then the next level is really getting into cloud. But I would think that from a network security engineer focus with applications in the middle, cloud is nice to have, but understanding the applications, the business, it's very important. And this isn't just for network engineers, but I think everybody in IT has to understand the business. Are you working in aerospace? Are you working in healthcare? financial services, understand what your organization does, how it does it and why, and then interpret that and understand what is going over the wire at the network level for the business. Focus on the business and then everything else can come into focus. When you understand the business and the network and the applications that go around it, you can really start to add a very holistic view and vision to the organization. Now, obviously, uh, skills gaps, that's a huge issue for teams. Where are you finding some of the skills gaps? Where are actually the more glaring skills gaps related to application security that SecOps teams are currently experiencing based on your conversations in the field? Honestly, the biggest skills gap that I'm seeing everywhere are the soft skills, the writing, the communication, the, the teamwork, the critical thinking. These are areas where everybody is suffering. On the technical side, very strong in networks. People that do the network engineering, they understand a router versus a switch. They know about basic protocols and how the traffic moves. Unfortunately, what I see out in the field a lot of times is the people that know it can't communicate it. And I had a professor in college many years ago that said, if you have knowledge and you can't share that you have that knowledge, having that knowledge is not worthwhile. And I think that it's incumbent upon everybody to do better about being able to share what they know. On top hmm. of that, it is on the application side. What are the applications doing? How are they doing it? How are they written? Why were they written? What are they talking to? Why are they talking to it? What I see a lot with regards to securing environments, there is unnecessary traffic allowed in environments. What happens over time, organizations merge, they divest, they add an app, they decom an app, they bring in something new, there's another vendor here, another product there, and the firewall turns into a de facto router. There are so many rules in there, there are so many objects that the threat vectors are enormous. It's incumbent at the skills level of the network engineer to be able to correlate what is in the environment versus what should be in the environment and then clean it up. Make sure that what you're doing in the organization or the enterprise aligns with the business and communicate that out. Hey, we have a problem here. We have 80 firewalls and there are all these rules. There's all these threat vectors that shouldn't be there. And even entry level network engineers should be able to speak up and say, hey, this is something that I see. People shouldn't be afraid to have their ideas trampled upon. So the skills are they're varied and they're diverse. Again, mm -hmm. networking, application, the business, uh, communicating, writing, speaking, presenting. It's very, very challenging. And what I see a lot of times is organizations pick an individual with a strong skill set, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then organizations need to help that individual or those individuals grow and expand. Bring in somebody strong in networking, help them understand the business, understand the applications, understand communication, and then grow an organization that is deep and broad, not just somebody that's deep in this area and somebody that's deep in this area. Because then what happens is when a person leaves, and we're seeing a lot of that right now with the great resignation, you have a hole and you have to start over. So organizations need to make sure they have breadth and depth in the relevant areas of application security and network engineering.
Great. Now, talk about the need for securing application connectivity without compromising a network security. And that's a balance that uh, every organization within their teams is looking to accomplish. Talk about some of the challenges and how they should go about it. Yeah, and it's a little bit what we talked about a couple of moments ago. Firewalls become de facto routers, and we don't want that. You can't have that. Then it's like, why even have the firewall? Then organizations are relying on other areas to secure the environment. And that's why we're seeing a number of breaches, whether we talk about what happened with Capital One a few years ago with an insecure web application firewall and an internal attack, or what happened at Bank of Mexico a few years ago. We need to secure the organization and align it with the applications, both east-west traffic, which is the lateral movement, and the north-south, which is into and out of an organization. Too often, I've seen enterprises focus on one or the other, and you can't do that. I would argue that, especially with the application security and the network security, that the east-west or the lateral movement is a danger because the criminal element has found ways into organizations without coming through your external firewalls. And I think that it's important to look at network segmentation, application segmentation, some new technologies that have come out in the past couple of years, Tetration, which is now Cisco Secure Workload, Illumio, Gardacore. These are technologies that will help bifurcate an internal network but it's application centric. And as we've been saying, not a lot of network security people have an application view. Even if you look at the Cisco ACI, that is a network technology that is replacing what we know as traditional networking, but it's an application centric infrastructure and it's very complicated. And if you don't understand the networks, then you're not gonna be able to understand ACI and deploying it is very difficult. The whole idea of bringing everything together and just securing an environment it is so massive and overwhelming that organizations don't usually do it as well as they should. One of the things that I've written about and I've talked about is there's too many tools, or I've seen this, I mean, major, major organizations from media to financial services to Department of Defense, oh, flavor the month, I'm gonna go buy this tool, I'm gonna go buy that tool, I'm gonna buy this tool. And then they deploy 30, 40, 50%, they go, okay, cool, let's go to the next tool, why? You're spending too much money. You're not securing what you wanted to secure. And now you have people with all these tools. They don't have the skills for it. It's not used properly. Money goes away and all you've done is check the box that you bought a tool. What I talk about, what I like to say is focus on the deployment. Buy it, tie your purchase to use cases, deploy based off your use cases. When you have succeeded in deploying that technology, then move on to the next one. And when you get the next one, what are the use cases for that technology? And why are you buying it when you just bought this and that and that? Are you fulfilling a purpose? Are you securing the application? Are you securing the business? Or are you just buying the next tool because it's the flavor of the month? So focus on the business, focus on the use case, and then bring in the technology for it and align your people and their skill set to the tools and make sure that there's proper training so you can secure the entire environment and the whole holistic vision, as I always like to say. That's great advice there, Eric. Uh, certainly, AppSec engineers, you talked a lot about their role, talk about the challenges, but let's move on to cloud native application security. That's a different kind of ballgame altogether. Walk us through an AppSec engineer's role in that context of cloud native application security. Yeah, cloud native application security. It's complicated because there's so many different technologies and some of them are newer, whether we're talking about containers, whether we're talking about managing those containers with the Kubernetes, what are the applications we're moving to the cloud? Why are we moving to the cloud? Are we going to have traffic coming back into the environment? So the network engineer and the application designer needs to know about the full flow. What is the entire traffic path? What are the systems that are involved? 
How much traversing are you doing from internal to cloud? And is it a hybrid cloud? Are you going through Google Cloud, the GCP, and Azure, and or AWS, and or IBM? What clouds are you using and why? How are you securing them? What does the traffic pattern look like between the hybrids and coming into the environment? Do you have a mesh setup? Is it more point to point and why? So the first thing to understand is what are the applications we have in the business? What are those applications mission critical? What are the benefits of moving them to the cloud? Do you need it for scalability on the infrastructure? Do you need it because you don't want it on-prem because of traffic delay? Maybe you have a central office in Chicago, but you have users globally, and you rather they're accessing from a local hub in Germany and or if you have Asia in Singapore or wherever it is, speed of light matters, so we need to understand. There's so many questions to ask, and it just gets much more complicated than we have even today with on-prem. So what I say is go back to the question of why are we moving it? What do we have? What is the benefit to the business? And does the benefit to the business offset not only the financial impacts of the migration to the cloud, but also the potential ramifications to performance? A lot of organizations are starting with non-revenue generating systems, things that are maybe older that they want to upgrade or update to newer technology, and they may only have a few people in a, in a couple factories around the world that will access it. That's great. But understand the entire flow, the applications, and again, through the whole OSI stack, what I talked about before, the physical layer up to the network, up to the presentation and the application, know the flow, identify the applications. And then when you've done that, you have to figure out the architecture in the cloud. Do you want it to be containerized? Do you want it to have its own VM? Is it public cloud, private cloud, hybrid? And then what is the layout? And then do reference architectures and see it get buy-in on the high level design, the low level design. See again, Ami, is the more I talk, just the more complicated it gets. So mm -hmm. focus on the business, focus on the applications, and then go with the easy ones first and decide how to migrate those and what the architecture looks like, and then come back and maybe do some of the more business relevant or business impacting and financial revenue generating applications. Don't put the cart before the horse. Know what you're getting into before you move forward. Great stuff. Now, AppSec teams and SecOp teams, often you'll find working in silos. So Eric, Share some best practices on how AppSec engineers can collaborate efficiently with SecOp teams. I read something yesterday and I thought it was very powerful. Uh, it was actually yeah. in Men's Health. And it, it, it's a great saying that I need to take better advantage of. And it said, focus on your lane, focus on your race, don't worry about the others. There's a lot of value in that in many areas. And I think what, I, not I think, I know what I see in the real world, teams are competing with each other. The network guys are competing with the security guys. Security guys are competing with the application guys. They're competing for revenue. They're competing for staff. They're competing for attention from their management. And it has to stop. We have to be an integrated team. DevSecOps, developers, security operators, and network engineers on the ops side. We need to become one. A great book to deal with that is The Phoenix Project. If you haven't read it, read it. It is phenomenal. It is fiction, but it may as well be real. I actually was in a pro involved in a project a year and a half ago where I actually said to one of the guys, I said, dude, have you read The Phoenix Project? And he goes, yes. And I said, this is The Phoenix Project. It was a large financial services firm that was migrating from two data centers in a town to one other data center in the town and then out into the rural area to separate it and the arguments internally and the fighting and the competition and the, it was ridiculous. It took them years to do something that should have taken six to 12 months. And number one, what we need to do is work together as a team, stop the competition, focus on the business, focus on the purpose, 
and work together. We need project managers that understand technology at a high level, but understand people at a low level that can bring people together, that can document, that can coordinate, that can help people work together. It goes back to what I said a little while ago about the soft skills. We need to work together. We need to, because the, the criminals are. I mean, it, it is just a fact, whether we're dealing with a nation state like North Korea, China, Russia, or whether we're dealing with simple criminals that are doing ransomware like Darkseid, when now they've renamed themselves. Th these businesses, they work together. Why can't we? We need to do the same thing. And when we start to see some of the new technologies come out, quantum computing in particular, AI, machine learning, the criminals are going to be using that before us, and it's going to crush some businesses if we don't get ready. We need to align the security to the business. We need to stop buying technology to buy technology for its sake, and we need to work together, secure the environment, secure the technology, train our staff, and come together. I mean, it's really as simple as that. I mean, it's hard because of people being as competitive as they are, but we need to focus on, when I say ourselves in this scenario that I open this answer with, it's the business. The business, our company, our organization, our enterprise, we're all one in here. That's what we need to focus on. If you're in a bank, don't look at that bank. Don't look at that bank. Focus on your bank, all of you together in the DevSecOps world with solid project management. That is a way that we can take a leap forward. I published two papers last year through RSA, and it was, we are where we've been. The first paper was on the problem. The second paper was on the solution. And I keep saying it and people say, hey, Eric, where are we going to be in five years? I have a lot of ideas on where I want to be in five years, but I'm afraid we're going to be where we are because we are where we've been for 30 years and we need to do something different. So in talking about the future, I'm not going to ask you about the role of the AppSec engineer, but actually the technologies that are going to complement the role. How do you see that changing in the upcoming years? As I said a minute ago, the criminals are going to be using machine learning, quantum computing, AI, and I think that we're going to do the same thing. Some of the technology that I'm seeing are fantastic. Again, I mentioned Illumio, Gardecore, Tetration. You look at tools like Splunk, QRadar, SOAR technology. You look at Algosec or Firemon, Tufin, Skybox. There are vendors out there. There are brilliant people developing and inventing, and it's not necessarily about the tool. It's about the deployment. It's about the use case. Why are you deploying it? And how are you using it? Are you using a screwdriver to bang in a hammer? Or are you using a screwdriver to bang in a nail? Or are you using a hammer to bang in a nail? The right tool for the right job. What I see coming, phenomenal technology. And I have questions as to whether or not organizations have the will to implement it the way they need to. It's not going to be about the tech. It's going to be about the deployment of the tech and using it out how it was designed and using it for the reason that it was purchased. And it's going to revolve, like I said, around AI, ML, quantum, blockchain. I'm a huge fan of blockchain. Don't confuse crypto and blockchain. But as security organizations start putting blockchain into what they're doing and starting to obfuscate and hide the data with that chain, healthcare is a great example. Financial services. When we're able to secure these transactions, that technology will absolutely take us to the next level because then the criminals are going to have a real problem breaking into some of that. But we have to decouple the confusion of crypto from blockchain, use blockchain for what it was invented for. And I know there are some big firms out there, including IBM, that are doing some great things with it. Walmart has a great deployment. So I, I am very excited about a lot of the technology that's coming. But again, it has to be deployed properly, kept up, and used in accordance with its design. Because if you deploy some of these things, it's not a panacea. 
You can't just go ahead and deploy a firewall at the base case and say, hey, I got a firewall, yay. Well, if you're not securing it, if you don't have the right objects and the right rules and the right policies, and you're not managing it, and when you decom an app, take it out of your firewall, when you get rid of an object, you remove it. If you're not doing that, what does it matter? Because again, the technology will just become another hole. And it will be something mm -hmm. that will create a false sense of security. It's like wearing a helmet. Oh, I have a helmet. I can go drive recklessly now. No, not necessarily. Well, a firewall or some of these other technologies that I've talked about, they're not helmets. They are tools to help. But if you don't use it right, if you crash, you can burn. So we need to use what's being developed properly. Eric, this is great stuff. I really appreciate it. So that will do it for today's episode. I want to thank you, Eric, for joining us today, sharing your thoughts and your insights on bridging the knowledge gap and talking about the future technologies as it relates to app security. I want to thank all our listeners out there as well. Stay tuned for our next podcast episode. Thanks, Sammy. Have a great day.